Hi fellow cinephiles, welcome to another episode of One More Take, where we discuss all things movies over a nice glass of scotch, wine, beer, your choice. My name is Demi, and I'm joined again by my co-hosts, Jasmine and Jordana. Hi ladies, how's it going? Hi, this is Jordana. Hey, this is Jasmine. (laughs) What are we drinking tonight? I'm having a Bronx Brewery, um, uh, a beer. It's one of their like citrus beers. I drink a lot, of, and I don't know, when it's really hot, that's all. I just really want to drink beer when it's super, like, when it's 90 degrees and humid. I don't really, so yeah, funny. and I don't feel like making the effort to, like, make a cocktail, and I say that with air quotes because I have a rule that I don't make a cocktail that's more than three <laughs> ingredients, so that's oh, also lazy. I like that yeah, it's a great rule. You gotta but. keep it simple. <laughs> Yep. I mean, I keep it even more simple by sticking to wine, which is just you yeah. pour and it's ready. Uh, yep. This time I have I a like glass that. of rayon, which is a nice little fruity red wine. Usually I stick more to my white wines, but if I do a red, then it has to be fruity. I can't do anything too dry. Okay, so fancy again tonight. I like it. Always. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking um, Corky's Earl Grey Gin. It's pretty good. You can mix it in things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm having it neat. Cause why wow, not? you're hardcore. Yeah. It's most- <laughs> well, because I'm also being lazy too. Yeah. <laughs> but you can make. I like with that one. Demosa gave me that for my birthday, and I like to make a Negroni with that, which is three ingredients. And all the ingredients have all alcohol in it. So. One and pour. That is it. Open one bottle. Pour one bottle. I can't, I can't <laughs> drink gin neat, even if it's like, you know, flavored. Maybe maybe Hendrix and that's it. Yeah. So since we last spoke, this is what's happened in the movie world. Warner Brothers has pushed back the release date of Tenet yet again, the Christopher Nolan-directed action thriller. And Disney has pushed back its live-action remake of Mulan as well. The two films, Tenet and Mulan, will be released on August 12th and August 21st, respectively. Now, seeing as this is the third time, or at least the third time that these films have been pushed back, who knows if they'll actually even come out in August, if these studios will stick to these timelines, or if they'll have to be pushed back yet again. And who knows, maybe they'll be competing with the new James Bond film come November. So, we shall wait and see. Well, we also have other news. Um, other movie news is that Michael Keaton is returning as Batman in the, one of the Flash films. That's also kind of been pushed back as well. But still huge news. What do you guys think of that? Uh, where do I start? Why, why Michael Keaton? Why aren't we bringing back the other, you know, Batman's like Val Kilmer, George Clooney? Those are. Where does Ben Affleck? Oh Batman? my God! Did you really say that? Where does Ben Affleck? What about what about Robert Pattinson? Nobody well, cares. Like... Robert Pattinson <laughs> is still going to do his own Batman film. That will be completely separate from this universe. So I think yeah. that'll also be interesting oh. to have two Batmans around the same time because that's usually not what happens yeah oh is this like a multiverse uh, like concept they're trying to do no so robert's uh, pattinson Bat- <laughs> batman will not those. be connected at all to it's, okay that universe mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I think there's only, when you're saying, like, honestly, the George Clooney and Val Kilmer Batman movies are nowhere near as beloved as the Christian Bale and the Michael Keaton ones. So I don't think in terms of Batman and the Ben Affleck, I mean, I, I don't, do I even need to mention the Ben Affleck one? I mean, it was just so... What, what was wrong with Ben Affleck <laughs> as Batman? <laughs> is, is, that, is that your pick for Batman? Do you like him more than Christian Bale? No, Christian yeah, no, Bale I know. is my I Batman was, forever. I was beating you because you're like he's my number I know. one. But no, I will die with him. As Michael Keaton, the first, the first Batman movie with Michael Keaton. Tim, it's one of the few Tim Burton movies I enjoy, which we'll get to later, perhaps. Um, but that that was, I mean, I mean, that was great. Jack Nicholson. There's just so much to enjoy about that now. I get that it's exciting and I appreciate the fact that like fan, a lot of the fans want that and he's going to do that. But I just think Michael Keaton, I don't necessarily, I want him remembered as Batman, but not only for Batman, if that makes sense, because I think he's kind of, well, he has Birdman. Yeah, he has yeah. Birdman. But you know, I think he's so talented as a dramatic actor, as we've seen with, a lot of these roles he's taken, you know, in the last 10 years. Um, and he definitely, like, should be recognized for that versus, like, only for Batman. That's a huge part of of him and, you know, the films he's done. And he's great. As, I, lo- I love the first one, especially. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, it's for me, it's exciting. But... It's not like that won't really make or break me seeing the movie, I guess. I'll be interested yeah. to see what, like what they have. Yeah, what they do. Like what the, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's speculated that the Flash is going to go back in time. So he will be playing the same Batman from Batman. And yeah, oh, so I think that'll okay. be interesting. So it'll be That's the same cool. Batman coming up to the future now. But you know, that gets on my nerves. Like, with these with the comic book movies how they're always like manipulating time to fit whatever plot is convenient at the moment like and then like, like that's X-Men. the flash's power you yeah <laughs> no no exactly no power. i was gonna say like the flash it's like it's a bit better than like yeah creating like all these multiverses where all these you know different characters exist so for that i mean i i, I think i would make my decision like based on the trailer I see, and you know, feedback from people. Like, is it essential for me to see it? Like, you know, so. So there's also yeah. this other thing. So you know that Michael Keaton <laughs> was one of the villains in Spider-Man: Homecoming, right? He would play oh. the Vulture, right? Oh, yeah. so he showed up in the trailer for Morbius, which is a new. <laughs> I see your face right now. Which is it's me. She's talking about my face, guys, because I'm just like, I just can't with all these different. It's too much for me. Uh, so, so Michael Keaton yeah. is going to be in Batman and Spider Man. Well, that's How? the question. That's the question. So, Morbius is uh, one of a Marvel characters. He's like a a brilliant biochemist. Uh, his name is Michael Morbius, and he tried to cure himself of a rare blood disease. But in his effort to cure that, he kind of inadvertently infected himself uh, with it and kind of has like vampiric kind of tendencies. He has 
bloodlust. That's part of the issue. So it's kind of oh, like that. Turns into Edward Cullen. It's, it's rem- I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's reminiscence of Venom. He's kind of like an anti-hero villain for Spider-Man. So okay. my question is like, what's going to happen? Is he going to be in both? Because he's kind of straddling two different universes yeah. now. And super exciting. So if we get the Morbius movie, <laughs> then that means that we might also get... Um, now we might actually get the Sinister Six, which I think is also a super exciting. But I, I mean, yeah. I mean, we were all these are all Marvel. These films. are all Marvel. That sounds like intriguing, but so did Suicide Squad, and how did that turn out, guys? I don't know. I didn't. But watch I it. mean, and this <laughs> it, film it was trailer, not, I watched that. It does have two of the villains already on the screen, so you're kind of familiar with them. So. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay. That's a good point. All right. And next, we're kind of talking about two new reboots or remakes or, well, no, one of them is not a sequel that were just announced. So Margot Robbie is reportedly starting in a female-led reboot or sequel, we're not quite sure, of Pirates of the Caribbean. And then Elizabeth Banks um, was announced to star in a live-action version of the magic school bus as mrs frizzle or miss frizzle sorry she's single ladies um (laughs) she doesn't need no man she's an independent science teacher okay guys um and what do you guys think i mean i feel like personally actually both are kind of exciting to me because i love role reversal reboots because i find that's an interesting take you typically and then we all grew up in the 90s and 2000s, so the Magic School Bus, for me, holds a magic place in my heart. <laughs> so what do you guys think? I'm open to both, because I'm always interested to see it stories be reimagined and see what new actors can do. I mean, I do think it's too soon for a Pirates mm-hmm. like reboot, yeah. remake, but I mean, once a trailer is out, I'll, I'll have more of an opinion on that, but I'm open to it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's fair. With Pirates, I'm not, you know, I love the first one, but I, I was definitely in the camp of, like, we did not need three and four. I, we'll get into this when we get into our main topic. But, um, so, I'm, I am, but I am a bit interested to see what, you know, what the plot would be, how it would, and, like, you don't see that many female pirates, honestly, movies, <laughs> So I hope she would be a pirate. She That's better true. fucking be yeah. a pirate. They better not make her. Well, she might be well. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, true. I she know. She becomes but a I, pirate. I want female pirates. Is that like... Well, well Penelope Cruz was a pirate in the in yeah, number four. Yeah, she wasn't like... She was like, you know... I mean, she was not the main pirate. I That's want a true. female main pirate. Anyway, so this is a perfect segue to our main topic and the long take. We seem to be living in the era of reboots, remakes, and sequels. There is a major lack of original content and stories out there, and it seems like this trend is never-ending. It seems like movie studios are most risk-adverse than ever, and all we're getting these days is either the ninth version of Batman or Spider-Man. I mean, do we need all these reboots, remakes, and sequels? Like, 
what are they contributing besides money and familiarity to audiences? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so how I feel is there are some great ones, but in my opinion, on both ends, on like reboots and sequels, there's too many. You know, not every hit movie needs a sequel. But I understand, I understand that Hollywood, they're always just going to follow the money, right? And, um, but also reboots, my issue is doing it too soon, not like doing it, you know, even 10 years feels a little soon. Like a lot of, not all successful reboots, but a lot of them, there has been some lapse of time so you can give it a fresh take, um, in the era so i just feel like yeah it really needs to be paired back in favor of original content now whether that's not very realistic for hollywood which is about money but that's why i'm critical of so many um reboots and sequels like was this movie a big enough hit to make a second sometimes the second movies are better or the third movies are better but that's i feel like one out of a hundred yeah, you're right. I mean, it. I mean, I'm shocked, it, it y'all. Does, it makes sense. That Jasmine why. just. Said no, I mean, because I understand. Yeah. There are too many, and I do. I would like a balance of like originality and. Yes, I'm all for the reboots because I would like that too. I do love reboots, but I get. Me too. You know, like shareholders are a little shy so it's easier to just say like hey we made a lot of money in this movie if we make a second one with these same characters we're gonna make more money so of course that's Mm -hmm. gonna go versus something that's unknown Mm -hmm. so but I I do like a good reboot it has to be good there are some like of course (laughs) parameters to that that make it a good reboot and what doesn't but what do you think your parameters are? What would you say? Like, what are, like, no, absolutely not. Or is there something in particular that would stick? Because for me, it would be making it too soon. Like, rebooting something. Like, I mean, we can we can get into it now, but Spider-Man is, like, the obvious kind of one where some of the reboots worked and some did not. Yeah, I agree. The Andrew Garfield ones came too soon Absolutely after not. Toby Maguire's. I don't yeah. think we needed his like their like his version of the Spider-Man. I mean, no, I don't know. I don't know what made Sony think that that, that was gonna be yeah. a hit, especially exactly. coming so soon after like the Toby Maguire films. No, I told. I mean, that's like the main one. The first one that comes to mind um, is that, and like I just nobody asked for this like who would which fans were like remake spider-man i mean i'm sure there fucking were people but like (laughs) you know what i'm saying like like we didn't need three different spider-mans in our lifetime like think about that it's just we didn't need that well the tom holland ones are very good but we didn't need that middle period Yeah, the Andrew Garfield period. Garfield, the dark Andrew Garfield period. (laughs) Well, that was Sony attempting to create a different Spider-Man in a different universe. Because that's the reason why they keep rebooting. Because all the different characters don't fit in the same universe. 
So Mm -hmm. because they have this source material, they have this option of choosing which error that they want their character to be in. So that's why they keep rebooting. And that's kind of why it works because a lot of people had an issue with Tobey Maguire. That's yeah, true. a lot yeah, of things no, were I mean, uh, corrected with the Andrew Garfield one. I mean, I I get what you're saying, but it's also that that also I feel like ultimately for the studios is kind of a cash grab too. Like, how many characters can we cram into a movie? So let's reboot it to make sure these characters fit into this universe. So I feel like, yeah, for me, that's like I don't really care about you know. I, I, I get what you're saying, though. That is correct that they corrected stuff, but I don't. Did they need to make those movies that soon? I mean, I think they were they. Yeah, they were disappointed with um, Spider-Man three, and then with the well, fact yeah. that they couldn't get um, the director and mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire to come back for Spider-Man four, like. I don't, I don't recall exactly, but I know there was like a bit of conflict there in terms of them coming back for Spider-Man 4 and the story. Um, yeah. So I get that they wanted to just kind of like continue with like Spider-Man films and like, let's just, you know, do a new take with like Andrew Garfield as the Spider-Man, like someone who's younger. I just I just don't think it like it panned out the way they thought yeah. it would. It just, yeah, it just unfortunately, I personally think like just didn't work out. And I think Tom Holland's like Spider-Man and I think given the fact that it's included in the MCU mm. uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe for those people out there who don't know what MCU yeah. is like me uh, I mean I knew that <laughs> yeah. but someone like me yeah but I think going back to Jasmine's point you know Tom Holland fits in that universe and they did it like they did it really well and mm-hmm. that's why it works and Tom Holland is younger and fits with that whole like timeline of like having Peter Parker in high school and yeah no and I appreciate mm-hmm. that because of the casting right the casting worked well that's um, what a lot, a lot of reboots have yeah. to do it's the casting that's like well, yeah yeah I mean, important. but like in the so in the Andrew Garfield version though I don't think to me he didn't look that much younger than like Toby Maguire in the first one so I'm like they both look too old for me I mean not quite whatever it's subjective I get it blah 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 but versus Tom Holland where they actually like cast someone much younger well I think the age is great Mm -hmm. because there is a Spider-Man that does exist in that age but like dealing with how he became Spider-Man was like the issue Mm -hmm. like in the Tobey Maguire like he was shooting web from inside of him and that's not how that works you know it was he was supposed to be a smart college kid who created a device to have like the spider webs so Mm -hmm. that a lot of people were happy about that for Andrew so yeah I mean so it yeah it basically it's gonna have to fit in whatever they need those characters for for whatever they're building now, I don't, since Sony owns Spider-Man, uh, and then, like, that uh, Marvel is kind of borrowing 
renting Spider-Man, so it gets complicated. So Honestly, yeah. every time, like, you guys or my sisters try to explain it to me, like, my brain feels as if it's melting because I just, it's very complicated and it becomes, yeah, it. No, you're right. No it's very fault. complicated. But it's just to explain that and, like, this is the reason why all these versions exist. Yeah. It, it does become complex or like the Hulk, right? Like all the, there's just a lot. There's just a lot. Out there too. Yeah, exactly. We can go down that rabbit hole, but I know. <laughs> we can save it for our MCU episode. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right? I know. But also, I mean, the Hulk that just, this will segue into something, but like how I think with remakes, a lot of the time they're not successful when you're taking a TV show and making it into a film like if you you know look at bewitched which a beloved tv show also i'm darren one only i only like darren one i don't like darren Darren one like people (laughs) who try to defend darren two absolutely not i mean he was okay (laughs) but no it's just not darren one anyway i'm sorry that's tv (laughs) but the the bewitched movie with Will Ferrell and Nicole Kidman I think everyone wanted to love but it it was just it was bad and yeah it didn't work and there's just a lot of sometimes tv shows do work as reboots but I feel like because you have you know so like a, a ton of backstory for each character it's difficult to incorporate that into a movie and make it palatable for someone who hasn't watched and who has watched the TV show. You know, I think that's very difficult to do um, where you'll entertain people in both parties, I guess. I mean, I think Charlie's Angel was able to do that. Yeah, but did you guys see the most recent one? Because I didn't, and I I didn't feel like... I I didn't feel like we needed that reboot, honestly. Like, why did we need to So I'm not entirely sure to reboot because oh. and, and we're going to talk about this in regards yeah. to like Jurassic Park too. Yeah. So I watched it recently. And oh yeah. Okay. They it seems like it's more of a sequel just with like new Charlie's. Yeah. Charlie Angels. <laughs> um because they they reference um you know uh Drew Barrymore, uh Cameron Diaz um and um, and Lucy Liu, right? They uh-huh. they are they're part of that universe. Yes. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, because um, I didn't I, see it. Yeah, I'm ignorant. <laughs> so I mean, I don't. I feel like the movie was it was fine. I'm not <laughs> sure that we needed another like you... Charlie's Angels, but like I feel like the three main actresses like were yeah. good enough. But I don't know if the movie itself was like good enough to like warrant yeah. its existence in this I... world. <laughs> that was my issue with it because I like that this could be a franchise. I like that there's like a girl spy yeah agree totally agree um i the there are elements of the newest one that i do like i think it focused on certain things that it didn't need to and kind of was a little heavy-handed in the overall message that it was trying to come across like female empowerment which is great Mm -hmm. but it was more of a tell and not showing that i had an issue with but mm-hmm. I think it could it could have been like a great franchise that could keep going on and on. I don't know. 
know. I, I just obviously I I didn't see it, but I think why like the Drew Barrymore and Cameron Diaz Lucy Liu one worked also was the special effects were so at the time and even now they still hold up now, which is saying a lot, I feel like were so like mesmerizing and how they you you know, I, I think it really that did like breathe new life into this. And there was a lot of time between the show and the movie. Right. So it was just nostalgic enough. Like I had heard of Charlie's Angels and, you know, of the concept in the TV show, but I had never watched it in reruns. But the movie was great. And then they used, you know, how they use special effects, um, I think, was also kind of took it to another level where the series hadn't been. So it's like, what could this what is this new movie going to offer? Right. That the previous versions didn't and I you know obviously I would love a female spy or female you know private eye franchise but it, the, the story has to be good and it has to be yeah. something new and not just let's do another Charlie's Angels reboot and I think also like who played Bosley in uh this one um Elizabeth Banks and oh, yeah. Patrick Stewart okay so I think they there was enough time for you to really refresh it to make it work versus the new one i think i actually think there was enough time for this mm-hmm. one to come out was it 15 years 20 years i don't know so i think there was enough time i think it was just yeah the energy 20 the years energy. yeah yeah that's definitely right. like enough time yeah to and like I was ready for it. It's just the energy was different. Like the one with Cameron Diaz, Drew and Lucy was didn't take itself too seriously. It was a little more yes, fun and carefree. Totally. Um, which is and like this one that just came out was a little more serious, which is fine, but no. it just didn't see there are elements that I do like of mm-hmm. it. It's just yeah. they're just I'm just not even when you're saying this now like I'm not compelled to see it I I yeah like it's not very convincing that it's like you know it's good but maybe I'll catch it on tv but do I think like do you think it it holds up to the one the one from 2000 uh it's as good or almost as good no I would I would would think it's like a step below what do you Mm -hmm. think Jasmine no, you'll definitely have more fun and you'll enjoy the earlier ones. I yeah. I'm just so really want I want Elizabeth Banks to make another one. I know no one's going to accept this, but I want her yeah. to make another yeah. one. I yeah. want With who? I mean, you can keep this you, you can keep the cast because no, please just, don't keep Kristen Stewart, please. She was fine. She was actually she was fine. Yeah, she was fine. It was I just wasn't yeah. enough time. I, that's a personal thing. I don't enjoy her acting that's I, a personal I'm thing I'm with you there I'm with you there mm-hmm. I did not particularly enjoy Kristen Stewart up until I saw this film okay. and I was just like that's you know fair what? yeah because she also wasn't doing any of like so I'm sorry my point of reference is mainly Twilight of course that's everyone that's not yeah fair. I know but she like what is she, it not fair well, no, no no when she does act she has these like uh, habits and yes she didn't bring it to this to this role which okay. I appreciate it and okay. I think that's why I was able to enjoy like her okay. character more um but like what Jasmine was saying I think I would want Elizabeth Banks to just give it another shot do yeah. another movie with the same cast um yeah. 
see and if see, and see where and see if it lands this time. Um, yeah, maybe she doesn't necessarily have to write it or direct it. I think she wrote and direct this one. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you gave it to somebody else to give it like a just like a fresh a take. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would I would want her to like you know do a sequel to this and just yeah. like, see if it works the second time around. I mean, occasionally this is much more rare, but the sequel is like as good as the original or better like Thor Ragnarok which I'm not a big Marvel person but that like totally (laughs) I'm became I loved it because it took the first two movies were like first and second and then you know they got rid of Natalie Portman which was a lot of people's gripe and they really leaned into the humor and they leaned into the the Thor and Loki relationship which I mean you know they they at least they listened to feedback and it was the you know a new director as well who I think he's known for his quirkiness mm-hmm. and he helped like breathe new life into it but it's yeah. so funny and so entertaining and I wish you didn't have to wait two movies to get to that one but that's an example for me of a movie I loved much more than the movies in the series before it yeah I- I think also it kind of feels like Thor 3 was a bit of a reboot itself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like they rebooted the character and just kind of like the the energy like of the film. Like it's like more like it's more comedy. Like there's more like comedic exactly. scenes and, that, and stuff. Yeah. And that's why it worked because you were laughing so much of the time. I also think it helped that like Chris Hemsworth as an actor, I, he's a really good comedic actor. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they like realized like hey let's you know use this like comedic talent to like you know breathe new life into this character and i think that really worked um no totally even you saw like pieces of that in the avengers when they're like you know he killed i don't know however many million of people and then he goes he's adopted (laughs) (laughs) or like you you definitely see that and so i'm so glad the the character came to fruition in that movie, but remakes that I know we all love the Parent Trap, the Lindsay yes. Lohan version. Give it it's to me, so good. <laughs> Give it, to me. but that also could be a nostalgia thing to me. I think you're right. Yeah, I I mean, but I remember not- I went to see that movie in theaters. Yeah, I loved it. It's something that I like. You know, it was very. It's a precious memory from my childhood. Yeah. I actually recently watched it last year and I still enjoyed it. Oh, so, we definitely yeah. watch it every few months in my house. Like, I'm not even joking. Wow. So it's definitely for all of us. But while we're on the topic or subject of Disney. Um, yes. I, they, you know, recently we all know they've been on a let's remake or let's, yeah, remake all our animated films and do live action versions. And I feel like for the most part, they've worked like i love cinderella yes yeah i really enjoy the jungle book i love beauty and the beast and then then you have like some of the live action remakes that don't work for me the biggest one is the lion king yes i love the lion king Uh, it's one of my favorite movies actually of all time but this live action remake just it did not work well sorry it had a slower pacing than the animated one which i think was like 
one reason why the film didn't work. It was literally a scene-by-scene remake of the original film. Like, they didn't take any creative risk. They didn't bring anything new to the film um, or to the story. And and for me, like, The Lion King is just a big example of, like, why did we need to remake this? Like, why does this exist in the universe? No, I I totally agree because I think with one thing, it's one. Yeah, it's one thing to remake an animated movie into live action. And you can, you know, that's kind of why Beauty and the Beast works. These are all beloved movies, right? But why are you fucking making, why are you (laughs) doing a scene by, like, that's not live action if you're doing it at CGI. It's not. What is that? So you're not, and you said they didn't, there's, you know, they didn't take any creative risk. And think about the talent that was signed on. That's why it's also a shame because, the cast was incredibly talented and you probably have Beyonce. Could have if you have yeah. Beyonce, Donald Glover, like you have so many people, Chiwetel Ejiofor, like it's it's cr- the the amount of talent and to do nothing new, zero besides what, a few new songs. Yeah, but like but songs. in terms of what <laughs> yeah, so why would I go pay money to see this beloved film from my childhood that you're just you're not remaking with people. You're just, I guess, updating with the latest technology. It's like updating your iPhone. Well, technically, yeah. they did use people, right? For yeah, the I know, I know. Yeah, but still, it's like you, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I mean, I Disney just, has been like skirting this line of like reimagining and just redoing the same thing right. with all of their live action. So. It's always been this question with me, even like Beauty and the Beast. They added little things, but not really. Lion King, nothing. Aladdin, slight things. But like that's, that's they're, they're playing it very, very safe. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they, they, they don't have to like change anything. They're still going to make money no matter that's what. Yeah. yeah. Like no. Aladdin made a billion dollars at the box office. Holy crap! Even though it had a Rotten Tomato score fifty seven percent, but like with audiences, like the audiences really enjoyed it because they yeah. had an audience score of ninety four percent. The Lion King made almost one point seven billion dollars, like worldwide. I'm talking. I about. didn't realize it yeah. did that well. I mean, I... yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think because there's like the initial excitement. And then people are like, you know, so people would be like, oh, I'm going to buy my tickets because I'm so yeah. excited. And then you see it and you're like, oh. Yeah, and that was me. I bought my ticket. I was excited. And then I came out of there. I'm like, what was this? But anyway. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I mean, <laughs> you're, but like, okay, so I didn't see Dumbo. And I get Dumbo. The actual elephant was super cute. But did we need that? No. No, I didn't even bother watching it. I didn't watch that. that. No, Jasmine did, right? No, I didn't. Oh, you did? I know. Shocked, right? I didn't see it. What? (laughs) Okay, so y'all, then it's like official that did not need to be made if even Jasmine didn't see it to like complete (laughs) Disney. If she she didn't feel like it was necessary to come her spokesperson, by the way, to complete complete her her Disney um, I think agree. Did we talk about A Star is Born? No. Because I think we, that's we yeah, like a that. great remake okay. reboot. Um, you- yeah, this is like the third one that's come out. 
so far and each one kind of stands the test of time and it's kind of like a little time capsule of the period so I think it works no matter what yeah um, I think it does too I totally agree and I think that's such a great way to say it that it's a time capsule because I think the reason why it works is because it's kind of you know a broad theme and you can take a talent you can find a talented singer to cast and as long you know as you have original songs it will be successful right because that is a new take on it to not just do the same songs over and over again and to write you know new songs and kind of tweak the plot to fit whatever era it's set in so i didn't know i totally agree that it works and that's something i would you know i think you could do another reboot of it with someone else as the main singer and it's it will be pretty good as long as they're writing the music um and it's original music it really it's a it's a plot that lends itself well to being remade yeah and i and I also think because, you know, Bradley Cooper brought his, like, personal, like, life story into it. Like, I feel like that also really, like, helped. Yeah. And I feel like just in general, like, um, just, like, when you remake a film from, like, just, like, a different perspective, like, I feel like, you know, it brings a f- fresh take on a, like, on a story. And I think that really, that really, like, helps, like, reboots and, like, remakes. Because, like, if you're not bringing something new to the table, then, like, it's not going to work, really. Yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree. No, it's, it just lends itself so well. Um, And like I said, I'm not a musical person, but I did enjoy that because it wasn't necessarily, it was a movie about music, but it wasn't necessarily a musical. So I don't know. I think it's a diverse crowd for sure. But you guys, you know what we, we have not talked about? Toy Story. Oh, um, can I offer my quick hot take? Oh, sure. Uh, I enjoyed oh. Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. was not needed. I'm sorry. You I should have ended that, it. Actually, I haven't. should have ended at it. Toy Story 3. Well, and that's then. it. Or I've seen part of it, but I haven't seen the whole thing. My sisters were watching it, and I watched some of it with the spoon. Right? That's the one with yeah, the spoon. Yeah. I remember the trailer. Forky, that's sorry. Forky. <laughs> Forky. Uh, yeah, an idiot. I, I just feel like Toy Story 3 like just wrapped up the series really well and I mean I, I'm not saying Toy Story 4 wasn't a good film it was it was enjoyable but like I, I think it should have you guys ended it really well with 3 like yeah, why, why we... did we need 4 yeah and I think that's an example of a, of a cash grab you know yeah. there. but it's been so well done you know the sequels have been so well done in yeah. comparison to something like Cars 2, um, <laughs> so it's probably the worst Pixar movie ever made, if we have to think about it. I um, think you're right. I think that. that is. So in comparison, they're like, yeah, but I feel like they bridged, yeah, between, you know, two and three are so good. I haven't seen four, but that's partially because I'm kind of like, uh, do I need to see it? Yeah, you know, I, I yeah. really enjoyed it, but I don't feel like, oh, I need to see it, I guess, in the same way. And I agree the way they left they the way they ended um three Toy Story Three was just it was great. It was so great. Yeah. It did feel very full circle and then they're they go and make Toy Story Four. So you're like, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, what? yeah, that's like the larger <laughs> issue. It's just studios knowing when to stop because yes. that's what happened with pirates. Yeah. That's what happened. Oh. With, oh, yeah, we yes. can get into fire. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. Let's, I don't know when I stopped watching the pirates movie. I feel like I didn't see four. I've seen all of them. Did I, I see four? <laughs> it was. I, I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to watch them all. <laughs> Just so I can see. That's literally a wasting two days of your life. <laughs> Why? I just think they should have. Okay. I mean, I feel like there's uh, the first three. I feel like are good enough. Mm-hmm. Then you have four, and you don't even bring back everybody. You just bring back Johnny Depp, and I like, like the film was fine. Like I don't know if it's like memorable because I can't even really remember the plot of the film. Um, five. Then I was actually wasn't. kind of excited because they're like. Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley are gonna be in this. And I'm like, yes. And then it's just a big disappointment. I yeah. I feel like yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean is like a great example of you guys like went too far. You should have stopped that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe three, maybe <laughs> not even three, maybe just two. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> With studios not knowing where to stop, and I get it. They just want to make money. It's a machine. And so they're going to keep pushing this out until it fails. And we're like, please stop. But mm-hmm. it doesn't make it bad movies okay either. <laughs> Just no, because we understand this, you know. So I'm not. It does get to a point where it's like, who asked for that? Kind of like, yeah. Ma- it does. Mamma yeah. Mia 2. I didn't even see Mamma Mia 2. I know Denise <laughs> has feelings about this. Mm-hmm. I had issues with the first Mamma Mia. But I understand why it was made. It was a musical. <laughs> That a lot of people enjoyed. Mm-hmm. It was so great. I, I, it's it not my thing. Fun. I love Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep is the only good thing, in my opinion, yeah. about that movie. Um, but yeah, I'll let you talk about <laughs> Mamma Mia too. Also, how was Cher supposed to be Meryl Streep's mother in that movie? Yes. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> ridiculous. So Jasmine and I saw this movie together. And... Uh, <laughs> Did. This movie is like, you know, with Pirates 4 and 5, the literal definition of a sequel that should not have been made. Like, I just didn't care for the story. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that you don't even have Meryl Streep coming back. I feel like it's even cornier than the first one. Like, it's just, there's still a lot of things that are not working. Um, mm-hmm. The story itself, like, they, like, go back in time. I don't. Yeah. There just wasn't enough for another because- movie. You know, exactly. Yeah. You know why? Because they used all of ABBA's good songs in the first movie. That was my other thing. I was like, the whole point of this is you're using ABBA's music. They used like a lot of the hits, the major hits in the first movie. Because that was, there was only supposed to be one. There was only, that's my point. You're making my point. There was only supposed to be one. Like, no one. So, how can the second one? be you know even remotely as good when you don't have all these hit songs use that some people of the same are familiar songs. with yeah i think they perform oh, they did yeah they did then then why yeah. what's the point it's so redundant like you guys are saying you know but i will admit i did enjoy this version of dancing queen mm-hmm. better than than the first mama mia like i don't know what would you guys think of like a ferris bueller remake no this club exactly no see that's the exactly. thing with remakes it's it's they have to choose certain movies that you can remove yourself from the original there are some movies that like are impossible 
but that's why time is it is important to like have a big enough time gap so you're introducing it to a new generation right so like the parent the parent trap or the mummy right the mummy was um sorry the mummy the one we're familiar with with brendan fraser and rachel vice yeah that one was a remake of from i think the original was in the 30s and that one worked because we had never you know i would say the average person did not that was our age had not seen the original and it was kind of in that indiana jones style Right. of where it's a lot of fun and there's some humor in there right like there's a lot of jokes and it's adventure but it's not taking itself too seriously mm-hmm. but we hadn't been introduced really to even the basic plot so I don't know and that's kind of why I think I had such nostalgia for that I was not really interested in seeing the Tom Cruise version I don't really. even know why they bothered making yeah. I mean, no, just because, like, mom, The Mummy 3, I don't even recall the name. Yeah. Because that's how bad it was. It, I don't, uh, yeah, I didn't see that. Like, we didn't even need a Mummy oh, 3. I well, didn't see it. No. Yeah, we, uh, Jasmine, I think we saw it, like, at midnight. We most likely like did, that. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You all saw it at midnight? No. Mummy 3. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if we did. Yeah. Honestly. And... The Mummy 3? Yeah, and they didn't even bring back Rachel Weisz. Like, she was yeah. not in it. They did no, the little switcheroo and tried to pretend. Because yeah. she knew. It's like with Speed 2, where, Ke- like, Keanu was the smart one, and he didn't sign <laughs> on. Well, it Sometimes- just didn't make sense. Like, how are you going to be in a boat? It's not the same thing. No. Well, they had to change it up. It had to be inventive. <laughs> but anyway, like, we can talk about Because, Jasmine, you like the mummy, to get back to the mummy. But you like the Tom Cruise one. I thought right? it was okay. I, I appreciated it. that it was different. Like it, it changed aspects of it. It wasn't exactly like a. It wasn't a remake. It was a reboot because it was has the same namesake of it. But it did, and it took elements of it. But it was mm-hmm. kind of its own. Yeah. Thing. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that aspect. I don't know. I guess when when I first heard about that happening, I just didn't think of it like I thought it would be kind of within the same world. Um, but that was just, you know, my own preconceived notions of enjoying the first two films. So, um, yeah, I just I wasn't interested. I was like, I enjoy this original one. I watch it a lot. It's on TV a lot. And the second one is very good. The sequel. It's so good because, but also with that one, what they, they flash forward a bit and they have a kid. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of adds a new element. It works so well. You know what else was unnecessary? What? It's going to get Jasmine angry. Uh, But Superman Returns. I, I know Jasmine, I think you passionately hate the film as well. Superman Returns. Yeah, yeah, I was I was disappointed. It did nothing for me. <laughs> it was boring. Wow. It was long. Like, I, like nothing. Yeah. Nothing works for me in that film. And I don't know wow. excited about it. What about his disguise? Did his disguise work for his you? Disguise in the film? Was fine. I didn't recognize his eye glasses. glasses. 
I he looks different. Works, but he looks very that. different. Look yes, the disguise is fine. <laughs> I, I bought into that, but everything else was horrible. Everything else I have an issue with. <laughs> not, not the, the elephant in the room. I think the storyline didn't work. I think mm-hmm. the the actors that were casted for like these characters, I, I don't think that worked for the most part. Um, like Jasmine said, yeah, it was it felt too long. It was boring. Like it just did nothing for me. Um, but I feel like, you know, Man of Steel, like they did a really good job with that. And I'm actually just disappointed that there wasn't an actual sequel to Man of Steel. And instead we get this shitty thing called Batman versus Superman oh, instead. You didn't like that? Um, you didn't no. like the three hours? Yeah, t- I, no, no one liked that. I know Jasmine's being facetious. You didn't, you didn't want to see it in 4D? Do you remember <laughs> that? Do you remember $30 to see it in that bullshit in 4D? <laughs> Jasmine, I regretted paying to see that movie so much. <laughs> Wow. There's so, I, oh my god, that could be a topic. Movies we regretted paying right for. I saw I, that in 4D, so I spent Oh my god. <laughs> I spent 4D money for the Oh my god. 4D money. I spent I spent those 4D dollar bills. And then just spit in my face for them to oh blow some air. And then watch them. Um I guess well one last one I kind of want to talk about is we could talk about James Bond. I feel like when we mentioned it earlier, but that's kind of the perennial reboot, right? Yeah. Like every time there's a new Bond, it's a new era, and some have been good and some have been bad. So I don't know what you guys think, but I love the first, like Daniel Craig Casino Royale, totally changed the tone emotionally of the Bond character. It yes. was totally. Uh, completely new take on like bond as a human being right and that this he's more than just like an action star like he has feelings and he's a person and you know he's conflicted about what to do um so you know and and skyfall the middle one i didn't like but skyfall was great but what do you guys think no I, I actually enjoy all mm-hmm. of the different bonds because they all kind of bring something different. So mm-hmm. I like the franchise all, overall. But you're right. He did this current one with Daniel Craig does add like an interesting element to the character of 007. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does, um, you get to explore who he is a little more than we did in the past. Yeah. You hear more about his background mm-hmm. than in most of the previous movies, I believe. But I Especially think, in yeah. Skyfall. But yeah. But like this, this, this is why I think this and like Mission Impossible kind of work is because there's so much to explore in like spy world. There's so much to create. There's so many totally. twists and turns. Yeah, that can be added. So I think that's why they can kind of they last this long. Yeah, I also think there's like, they also, I feel like in Mission Impossible, they do this with James Bond films too. It's like they explore like that emotional baggage that comes with like, you know, being killing a spy. People. Yeah, killing people, but just being a spy and all that. Um, I really, no, I really enjoyed Daniel Craig's um, James Bond films. Like, I mean, 
definitely enjoy Casino Royale and Skyfall more than like Quantum Solace and Spectre. Um, yeah. But I think like, you know, that's an example of like, you know, a reboot, I guess, done really well. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, no, I feel like they totally rebooted the character from, especially from the previous the Pierce Brosnan James Bond. Like that was definitely your more just typical action movie. And yeah. I think there there was so much intention behind the first movie with Daniel Craig. And they're like, where do we want to take this and how can we refresh it and, you know, make it a bit different from this character who has been around for so long and so many generations know of this character and this movie and these movies, right? So I it was it was so brilliant. So I know it's a shame that I don't know when the next one it's um, scheduled to be released in November now. <laughs> we'll see. I just want to quickly just mention, I feel like, a few other ones that I feel like just epically failed as either a sequel, a remake, or a reboot. Yes. Um, X-Men Apocalypse Star <laughs> Phoenix. I didn't see uh, that. Ice. That's a waste of your time. That's the one but, that killed But Logan. But Logan is great. Logan is great, yeah. But um, it, so it's interesting, yeah. The sequel to Kingsman... So Kingsman, The Golden Circle. I thought the first Kingsman was a really good film. Should I see it? And then, yeah, you should see the first one. I apologize. Skip over the second one, please. Waste of your time. (laughs) These movies are what I call waste of your time. It's going to be a no dog. (laughs) Yeah. And the last one I want to mention is like, you know how everyone loved The Matrix. It was great. And then they announced the sequels. Yeah. And then just remember just what a big disappointment yes Yes. matrix reloaded and revolution was what happened because no 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 i totally agree this is wow i didn't even think of that one but i mean the first matrix is so good whether you agree with it philosophically or not the idea that like i don't know there's a lot to unpack there because it's based on Plato's The Cave, but it was just so, oh, it's, it's so good when you see it for the first time, right? And then you're, you just follow up and it just doesn't work. And then they're, they're doing more yeah. movies, right? They just came yeah. out and said they're doing more. And yes, they got yes, I saw that. original people to sign on, but it's, I, I just, the first one, the, the, the second two did not come close. Or the second two. What did I just say? (laughs) The 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 second second and the third. third. The second. No, it doesn't work. And that was also the era where, like, they're shooting the whole movie at once. You know, like pirates and pirates do that. A bunch of movies did that. Where, yeah, Lord of the Rings. I mean, I think we can agree that, like, you know, when done right, like sequels and reboots, like, work really well and. For the most part, they're successful at like the box office. Like I, for for me personally, I think a lot of people agree too. Like the Dark Knight trilogy is like a great example of yes. like, uh, uh, I would say a reboot and then sequels that worked really well. Like yes. if like anybody's gonna like follow blueprint, like follow what Christopher Nolan did. Yeah, with like the Dark Knight films. Well, because also mm-hmm. like kind of what we were talking about with James Bond, that yeah. one took took the character to. A different place emotionally and you saw more of where he was mentally and 
kind of where he was leading up to the movie and you know so i i think that's why it worked totally because nolan really you know took it in a direction it hadn't been before and it's making these characters human and vulnerable that previously weren't that's mind-blowing i think for most of us and it's great great performances by actors too of course Mm -hmm. um but yes i agree it would just be great if we can just even it out a little bit have some original works plus the reboots and the remakes because they can work as long as they're just like you take the film in like a different direction you add something to it and it's just not a repeat of what's already existed then I think everyone is usually on board with reboots or remakes now we turn to our last segment of the show one more take where we share a film we recently watched and whether yay we really liked it or nah was a waste of my time so i'll start I actually recently watched just mercy um it stars michael b jordan and jamie fox and i feel like it's a movie for the times it's incredibly moving emotional educational and like the performances are just really great um, Warner Brothers right now has it available for free on video on demand. So make sure to take advantage of that. Yeah, I've, I've been meaning to watch that. It's great. And I've heard the book that it's based on is it's wonderful. Real. But mine is I watched The Black Klansman, very late to the party. Another Spike Lee movie. I watched the Spike Lee movie last week as well. Um, and that's a yay for me, for sure. I just, I'm in a Spike Lee mood where his movies are just always relevant even and i mean do the right thing amazing movie and that was his second movie i believe but black klansman it's great he really puts you in the era um and i loved it definitely check it out i loved it because it was relevant about where we are right now socially and this movie took place in the 70s Mm. so yeah i enjoyed that one on my list I still got to watch it. It's on HBO, yeah. All right, well, this week I saw Uncut Gems because uh, it was finally on Netflix, and I was excited about that. Yep, same um, here. It's, I'm still trying to unpack this film and how I, how I feel exactly. I thought the acting was great. I thought Adam Sandler was great in it. But there were some... There's some parts that I really like about it and then some parts that I don't. Uh, it was very loud and disjointing, which was done on purpose. But I also felt some of it wasn't necessary. And I also wasn't sure what I was supposed to get from the film itself. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to be a meh for me. It's on Netflix. Maybe everyone has different opinions on this. I feel like this is going to be like a yes or a no for a lot of people. There's no in between. Um, but check it out. See how you feel. Adam was great in it. Do you think he should have been nominated for Best Actor? Hmm. It's a main. It's a Borderline? Main. Yeah, it's borderline because the acting was good. But like the overall film, what was the point? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, Jasmine. I mean... There's a lot of movies where I'm like, what was the point of that movie? So I'm definitely with you, even though I haven't seen that yet I'm, I'm on my list. Appropriately, it. it was the topic of our episode. 
Yeah. Well, guys, thanks again for another fun episode. Until next time, this was one more take. If you right. enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Bye. Bye. Bye.